What year is it? Uh, it was brand new. No. What year is it? Uh, 1995, remember? 95. You got some ID? Oh, let me guess, you probably left it in the other Tarzan outfit, right? 26 years. Are you from around here? I was. Hey, cassettes, and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're three old game pieces learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Adam. I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. Hey, how you Sup? doing? How you doing? Welcome. <laughs> Is there, like, a term for game pieces? I feel like... Oh. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there should be a word for it, you know? It's yeah. like every yeah. game, you know, it's just like, oh, the collective this is, term. yeah, this is a doohickey dongle, you know, or something. <laughs> like everybody. It's funny. When you say that, when you say doohickey dongle, I imagine the yeah. piece from the game, sorry. Oh my god! I mean, right? You know That's, the one yeah. I'm talking about? It look, yeah. If that has a name. Exactly. It's doohickey it's dongle. I agree. Yeah. yeah. There it is. I just think of like money bags from Monopoly. And oh yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So um, we're three old doohickey dongles. <laughs> Learning everything. Just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> There's something magical about the movies we loved as children. They drew us in, sparked our imaginations, and made us believe anything was possible. Sometimes when we grow up, that magic fades, and we can see the cracks and the imperfections in our once favorite films. But other times, the movies enchant us again, pulling us back to where we were when we first saw them. For us, Jumanji is one of those movies. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. It's, I think, collectively researching it, the one thing I saw over and over again was, you know, a lot of the time when we watch the movies that we loved as kids, we realize we were wearing nostalgia goggles. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You know, and we take those off and we're like, ooh, maybe this movie's not so great. But Jumanji is not one of those movies. Every no. time people watch it, they're like, this is actually, this great. movie's pretty great, actually. Pretty damn good. Yeah, this, this is a really good movie. This is one that I think this was in my memory is like the first movie I remember being like totally sucked into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just totally transported. Yeah, just totally honing in because I've always had a very short attention span, a very difficult time sitting still. And so as a kid, this was a movie that like actually <laughs> held my attention. Yeah. And I remember that feeling that for the first time, like, whoa, this is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, nonstop, boop, 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 mm -hmm. oh, action yeah. after action, which some people <laughs> thought was bad, but, but for someone like me, it was perfect. Yes. <laughs> no downtime. <laughs> nope. Loosely based on the 1981 Caldecott winning book by Chris Van Allsburg, Jumanji is a mid-90s special effects marvel led by an excellent cast and supported by an eerie and exciting score. It seamlessly blends magic and suspense in such a way that the audience remains on the edges of their seats, unable to predict what terrors the game will unleash next. But among the strange and serious nature of the film, there's a sense of humor that lightens the way. For example, Robin Williams plays a 40-something man-child that has been stranded in the jungle for two decades leading a group of reluctant board game players to the end of the story, all while avoiding monkeys, mosquitoes, and a very annoyed police officer. <laughs> oh, yeah. So come and play with us, and we will find a way to leave our world behind 
in Jumanji. All right. <laughs> this movie rocks. <laughs> it really does. This yes. movie's so good. It's so creepy and mysterious. Mm-hmm. It's just the right amount yeah. of creepy and mysterious, yeah. I think. And you can't tell if the game is like malicious. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, but in a way, it's not because it's just it's- nature. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's it's probably an exaggerated jungle. Yeah. That's like more yeah, I mean, dangerous. The, the monkeys can ride motorcycles. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. But the game isn't doing it to be bad. No. No. Right? I mean And that's cool. It tells you in the game it's like don't start this if you don't intend, intend to, to finish. finish. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it it knows that like you should finish and if you finish yeah. everything will go back. The, the warnings way it are there. They yeah. they they tell on the box. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I was rewatching it and as Alan's being pulled into the game. He's trying to tell Sarah, like, roll the dice. Yeah. Continue playing. Yeah, roll the dice. Yeah, because he he, re- he apparently read the yeah. the warning. But yeah. yeah. The one scene I always think of is when he starts to sink into the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quicksand. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they have to play the next turn so that it <laughs> So that he doesn't die. So that it freezes <laughs> with his face just sticking out. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the movie is generally serious. Like, there's a lot of really right. heartfelt moments. Yeah, and it's it's a really like suspenseful, fascinating story. It's mm-hmm. surreal and odd, and yeah. it's like overcast the entire movie. <laughs> right, you know, right. like there's no, it's not sunny and happy in mm-hmm. any capacity. Mm-mm. But there is this very strong sense of humor that's kind of just underlying the whole movie because yeah. it's like the, the humor of the people that are going through these yeah mm-hmm. insane situations yeah <laughs> you know and especially those who are not playing but just wrapped up in it yeah i remember there were so many great parts where you just it, it was just so much suspense and so like yeah. scary but not you know when the kids are playing for the first time and yeah. they roll the dice and it t- it's the lion. Yeah. And they read, they read the little thing and they're like, huh? And then you hear like the low growl of the uh-huh. lion and the sound of the tail on the piano. Yes. Like, oh my with- God. Yeah. Paired with this image of the shadow of the, the lion. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. So honestly, it was so good. Yeah. But if you haven't seen the movie, uh-huh. which please do, please go see. Yeah, please watch this. Please. Here's a little summary for you, though, if not. In 1969, Alan Parrish mysteriously disappeared. Ever since that day, the Parrish family home has been abandoned. 26 years later, Judy and Peter Shepard move into the house with their Aunt Nora, trying to ignore the rumors that Alan was murdered and his body is located in the walls of the house. One day, Peter discovers a board game called Jumanji while exploring the house. As he and Judy begin to play, they find that there's something strange and sinister about the game. With each turn, Jumanji conjures up a real-life trial from gigantic mosquitoes to a horde of troublemaking monkeys. With one roll of the dice, Peter even brings back Alan Parrish himself who explains that the only way to get rid of the terrors wreaking havoc on their home is to finish the game. Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> oh, man. I, I love how the game never forgot that the other two were still playing. Yes. They just yeah. kind of... it's, it's just been a continuous game this yeah. whole time. Yeah. It just sucked him in. Yes. And then it was her turn, but she didn't take her turn. So yes. it was just yes. like, well, I'll just wait. So we're going to talk a little bit about the book oh. that this is based on. Usually mm. these movies are based on novels. Yeah. This is one of those rare cases where the movie, a major motion picture, is based on a picture book, which is mm. like... 20 pages long, maybe. Like, not... <laughs> yeah. Right. Jumanji was published in 1981 and was only Chris Van Allsburg's second book after writing The Garden of Abdul Ghazasi in 1979. Van Allsburg has been honored twice with the Caldecott Medal for Jumanji and the Polar Express. Uh-huh. Oh, big yeah. hitters. Yeah. Every year, the award goes to the most distinguished American picture book for children. Many of his books deal with extraordinary events in the context of ordinary circumstances. For example, a board game should be a fairly mundane and perfectly safe activity for children, unless you're in a Chris Van Allsburg book. The word Jumanji, according to Van Allsburg, is Zulu for many effects, which is a fitting meaning for the film adaptation that would come later. <laughs> there are many effects in that movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> the author got the idea to write the book because of his frustration with board games as a child. He once told Scholastic that he loved Monopoly, but at the end of the game, all he had was fake money. He thought about how cool it would be if the things in the game actually happened. Dude, oh, I'm yes, with you. Yes. <laughs> That's why I like this movie so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I thought board games were called board games because you only played them if you were exceptionally <laughs> bored. Oh, it works out so well. That's, that's what I, mean, I the thought. Name, yeah. 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 Because honestly... I could not play Monopoly. I can't do it. I still don't think I could get through a full game of Monopoly. It's so boring. I Look, wh what? we're children. We don't need yeah. to deal with money. Yep. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Why are we, why I, I are we spending know, time on this? I don't know what it means to buy property <laughs> and pay taxes. I'm a child. Why is this a game? I think... I think we usually played the accelerated version. Like, you know, there there's like the one that takes a lot longer. And yeah. then there's one where it's like, here, you already have these properties and stuff. And, and yeah. so we always did the one that took a little <sighs> bit less time. Yeah. But yeah. In 2002, Chris Van Allsburg wrote a sequel to Jumanji called Zathura. This book was directly connected to the first story and had its own 2005 film adaptation starring Josh Hutcherson, Kristen Stewart, Dax Shepard, and Jonah Bobo. Very nice. Do you guys like Zathura? Also a fun movie. I love Zathura. Yeah. I really enjoy yeah. that movie. I don't think it's as good as Jumanji, but right. I do like it, though. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, and it, and it feels much more like a standalone. Yeah. The movie, the yeah, the movie feels like it's a standalone thing and not connected yeah. to Jumanji. Yeah, it's inspired by Jumanji, but yeah. that's it. Yeah, but the book is actually uh, because I think what happens is the the little boys that are the main characters in Zathura mm -hmm. were the neighbors of the shepherds. Uh -huh. And when they get rid of the game at uh -huh. the end of the book, they find it. Uh -huh. I think that's the direct connection. The direct. And, oh, okay. they, and they have said, I believe, because they t talk about it in the the new Jumanji movies that the game like changes. Yes. The game kind of to fit whoever morphs. Yeah. Mm. So it makes sense that the jungle Jumanji game could become that really freaking cool metal rocket ship game. Yeah. Zathura <laughs> that I want so bad to be real <laughs> because it's the coolest board game ever. Yeah. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about the making of. As you do. (laughs) Jumanji was directed by Joe Johnston, who got his start in the film industry as a special effects artist in the Star Wars franchise. Johnston was also responsible for some other 80s and 90s classics, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and The Page Master. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The screenplay for Jumanji was written by Jonathan Hensley, Greg Taylor, and Jim Strain. There was more than one draft, the first of which Chris Van Allsburg and Robin Williams disliked. They had another draft, though, that Chris Van Allsburg was allowed to like work on with them. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what about it they didn't like. Yeah. While the filmmakers were waiting to get Robin Williams on board, they began working on other aspects of the film. It was after reading the final draft that Williams agreed to be in the movie. Yeah, so (laughs) I think what Chris Van Allsburg said about the original draft was that it was too Hollywood-y. He said it it didn't focus enough on the house Mm. and the symbolism and like the the chaos trying to be contained in something so normal and well-kept as just a a New England home. Robin Williams plays Alan Parrish, a young boy and only child who has a difficult relationship with his father. Williams later explained that he really connected with the loneliness that Alan felt because he was also an only child that was often left alone when his parents worked. He also said that Alan's relationship with his dad was similar to the one that Robin's father and grandfather had. That's that's interesting. It, it, I'm sure it added a lot to his performance then. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even if even if it was more of a child experience in the movie, right? Yeah. When he's older, mm-hmm. it's all it's all about the game at this point. Yeah, but there is when he first comes out of the game, there is that whole thing of him realizing yeah. that it's the future and all that yeah. stuff. That scene makes me. It's just oh god, that scene is mm-hmm. so. He kind of walks around the town and sees what it's like 26 years later yeah. and the culture shock. Yeah. His parents both being dead, the shoe factory being shut down, everything that like, because the beginning scenes of the movie, they show us what the town looks like. They do mm-hmm. a really good job of establishing what it was like for him. Mm-hmm. And then they do essentially the same thing again. Yeah. But 26 years later. So then we yeah. see what how different yeah. how different it yeah. is. So it is such a this is such a beautiful scene and so sad. But yeah, he said that, you know, the parents being dead, he really connected to that loneliness. Like mm-hmm. now he's back home after 26 years, but he is completely alone. Right. Mm-hmm. He went from being alone in the jungle yeah. to alone at home. Yeah. Which yeah. sucks. Not Aww. to be confused with Home Alone. Ah, correct. Yes. <laughs> totally different problem. <laughs> Robin Williams was known as the king of improvisation, but this role wasn't very comedic. So Williams would joke around with the other actors in between takes, getting the jokes and jitters out of their systems. Every Monday, Williams would also do several hours of comedy at local clubs so the excess energy wouldn't distract him while filming. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> nice that's really funny yeah they said it was like three hours every monday he would do three hours of imp- two, an hour and a half of improv and an hour and a half of stand-up i mean you gotta keep sharp yeah, <laughs> exactly. when you're doing other stuff you know? <laughs> i know i remember reading during the research that he would purposefully try to stay on script even though he would like so like, hey, can I do? Can I try something else? Like, do another? T- can I re- like request yeah. another take? 
yeah do, do it differently but still stay within the context of the script yeah and that's very un robin williams yes. you know yeah because it is a more serious role yeah you know it's like it's it's more serious with like comedic sprinklings mm-hmm. you know like because there are very funny moments oh for sure <laughs> in the movie and and actually i think not just robin williams he pulls it off incredibly well but i think whenever a comedy actor does a serious role really well yeah. it's something about it is like more awesome i you know i <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like just seeing robin williams do a serious role yeah. e- even in something like goodwill hunting or dead poets society dead poets society thank you seeing him a comedian in a serious role is just cool yeah, and he's just a—he was such a fantastic actor. Yeah, I mean, he went to Juilliard. Like, yeah, he could do Shakespeare. Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen things you've only seen in your nightmares. Things you can't even imagine. Things you can't even see. There are things that hunt you in the night. Then something screams. Then you hear them eat. And you hope to God that you're not desert. Afraid? You don't even know what afraid is. All of the interior sets were built in Bridge Studios in British Columbia. Outdoor shots were filmed on location in Keene, New Hampshire. One of the key elements of the story is the concept of something so structured as a well-kept home, keeping in the complete chaos that the game unleashes on the world. That's why the characters always return home to play the game. The house at the end of the film is a visual representation of how Jumanji has taken over their lives. I actually really like that. Yeah. Because while watching it, you might think, well, there's nothing currently happening to them. Why aren't they playing? Mm -hmm. Because you just got to feel like you're in some sort of control before you take on the next challenge that you know it's going to spit out at you. Mm Mm-hmm. So going back to the house, yeah. just, even though it's in complete disarray by the end, mm-hmm. still feels like the safe yeah. place. It's the only safe spot they feel like, yeah. even though yeah. it is not safe. No. Like, right. It literally gets <laughs> torn apart. But yeah. maybe there's something to be said about unleashing the next whatever mm-hmm. there instead of on the general public. Because yeah. yeah. if they were in the middle of town, I mean, shoot, the stuff still affects the middle of town yeah. quite a bit yeah. with a stampede and all that. Exactly. But if they had immediately unleashed it all mm-hmm. while they're out there, the chaos could have been 10 times. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine what was going through the minds of the people in town they oh my god one particular scene that stands out is when the one ambulance kind of crashes into another car and it ends up being the realtor who yeah uh, it was a realtor that that was selling in the house yeah yeah and they're like oh my gosh is it that weird bite or that weird prick again and it it was the mosquito that Mm -hmm. got her Uh. and that really is what brought alan Parrish back to finish the game because he was totally like you know what i'm done with it i'm, I'm done. done with this whole thing yeah and the the kids were like yeah but like look at look like, what's that happening was, that was the that was our realtor mm-hmm. and she's now unres like practically un- i mean she's she was dead, shaking <laughs> yeah she was shaking as they were like putting her into yeah. the ambulance mm-hmm. no thank you <laughs> yeah, what did it say they make you itch they make you twitch yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. god some of the scenes proved to be especially challenging to film. For example, there's a scene where most of the cast is in water. 
Producers wanted to save money by having the child actors work longer hours. This way, the scene would take less days to shoot. However, Robin Williams was adamant that the kids not work longer than previously agreed. So the scene took 10 days to complete. Jumanji has a lot of strong elements. One of them is its core cast of characters that lead the audience through the film. Kirsten Dunst plays Judy, the eldest of the two Shepherd children. Dunst beat out other rising stars for the role, including Scarlett Johansson. She had already appeared in the 1994 film Interview with a Vampire and continues to act today. Bradley Pierce plays Peter Shepard. He continues to have a career as a voice actor. And before Jumanji, he was the voice of Chip in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Which is super cute. The original That's Chip. Adorable. I think he was also Flounder in oh. uh, The Little Mermaid, if I remember correctly. He had to have a lot of makeup on for the monkey scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, And yes. he said it was like... I don't know, two to three hours of makeup being put on him <laughs> every day that he had to do that. And he said Robin Williams would, would sit with him Aww. and, like, you know, talk him Hang in there. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, so sweet. Aww. Oh, I feel like that would be miserable. Yeah. To sit and just have somebody yeah. be touching your face for three hours. Yes. No. But he did, did he did like playing that true. character. Yeah. Once, yeah, once it's done, I'm like, okay, yeah, fun. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Hunt plays Sarah Whittle, Alan Parrish's friend and one of the original players of the game. Hunt is incredibly accomplished, with a long-lasting career as an actor, comedian, and producer. She's also lent her voice to several Pixar movies. Yeah, I didn't know Bonnie Hunt was in Pixar movies, but she is. Yeah. Yeah, she's one, she's one of the characters in Monsters, Inc. It Was a Bug's Life was another one. Oh, nice. Yeah. James Horner provided the score for Jumanji. He wrote the soundtrack for many popular films throughout the 90s, providing scores that captured the essence of magic and wonder. He was known for choral and electronic elements in his music. Some of his other notable works include Titanic, The Page Master, Grinch from 2000, and An American Tale. Oh, and so many others. Yes. He was incredibly prolific and... A very, very good composer. Yeah. When talking about the score in an interview with Reuters in 1994, he said, Ultimately, the score has to be a manipulation tool. Horner said, Sometimes the director has a vision of what he wants to happen, but somehow on screen it's not happening, and the music can nudge the audience psychologically more in that direction. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the music has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Music has such power over the way people feel about what's happening. Yeah. Without even noticing it mm -mm. sometimes. Unless you're specifically listening to the score, yeah. it can go by you, but it affects you no matter what. Yeah. Because, like we've talked about in the past, when the music stops, you immediately take notice. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. was the part where he's running through town and noticing all the differences 26 years later. Like that I, that piece of music, I hear that and I can picture the whole scene. Mm -hmm. wow. And I, I remember when we were kids, I, I brought a CD over to Marcy's house that had that track on it. And I was playing it and I was describing the scene to Marcy's brothers. And they were just like, 
I mean, they were <laughs> edge of their seat. Yeah, like they were so into it, you know. Like it was the music. It's just it's so perfect for the scene, and yeah. like you can yeah. you can feel everything that's happening, exactly. even if you're not watching it. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine a score like this being released on its own, even if there was no movie. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to it from beginning to end, it would have this feeling of a complete story. Yeah, without anything else, and yeah. that's pretty amazing to pull off yeah it's like uh classical music was composed and released and people would go to the concert halls and listen to it and they weren't watching a movie (laughs) it wasn't a soundtrack for a movie but it kind of was though it was like they were told what the story was and there is something that's going on while you're listening to that music Mm -hmm. so it's it's just like that but it's movie version the film contains 70 minutes of music composed by horner After the film edit, the score was recorded during one week's time with a 108-piece orchestra. Yeah. Big time. Wow. All right. That's a big orchestra. That's pretty big. (laughs) The music then had to be mixed in with the dialogue and sound effects to make the perfect blend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Chef's kiss. It's a lot of sound effects in this movie. Yes. By 1995, much of Hollywood had embraced CGI to help tell more elaborate tales. However, with digital effects still in their infancy, Johnson decided to employ a great deal of practical effects in Jumanji. Amalgamated Dynamics Incorporated brought more traditional techniques, including full-scale puppet creatures and animatronics, whereas the new rock star company Industrial Light and Magic brought their state-of-the-art digital software oh yes. yeah we have another movie much like jurassic park yes. yeah. where it's a combination of practical and cg yes oh yeah and it looks really good and for this one they didn't want to make these animals look too realistic they wanted them to have a little bit of a just like storybook quality to them you yeah. know like a little bit of an to, unrealistic look yeah look like the illustrations yeah. in the book exactly the mean, illustrations are whoo, beautiful oh yeah right yeah and and it works kind of for this you know off the cuff made up yeah stuff for a board game exactly mm-hmm. right? it's imaginative yeah exactly mm-hmm. tom woodruff jr and alec gillis created the animatronic animal characters They got their start by working on projects with Stan Winston for movies like The First Terminator, Aliens, and Predator. Alec and Tom left Stan Winston's studio in 1988 and went on to form Amalgamated Dynamics Incorporated. Their first project was making the giant sandworms for the film Tremors. So they got to work on some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right away. They also worked on other well-known films, such as Death Becomes Her, the makeup for The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, and Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers? What? Oh, yeah. I'm doing my part. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. They, they, had, they, they had like a little corner of the market yeah. for like bugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like giant yeah. insect-like creatures. Yeah. Man, very cool. It helped with this one, that's for sure. Yeah. All the digital effects in Jumanji were ambitious. A herd of rhinos crashing through the corridors of a house. A stream of wild animals stampeding through a small town with an elephant crushing a car. 
a lion leaping down a flight of stairs, and wild monkeys tearing up a kitchen. Johnston was not sure any of these shots were even possible, especially since many of the creatures had hairy or feathery features. Yeah. <laughs> the part with the stampede mm-hmm. in yes. the library, I love watching the behind the scenes where they do that part where Robin Williams kind of like runs away yes. from it and they just had this big blue hippo sh- or a rhino <laughs> like shaped rhino shape. yeah. uh, <laughs> break through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it breaks the it's wall amazing. in half and all the books fall down. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, it's really good. And that, and I love, I think it's so cool that when you do these effects, when you're, when you're, not using CGI for everything. Yeah. And it's so cool you have somebody on set that has to make a car look like it's being stepped on. Yeah. Like you have a physical car yeah. and you have to do stuff to it Yeah, to make it look like something is stepping on the car yes. right. before they even add in the CG elephant. Yep. And yeah. I just... Yep. Oh That's my so gosh. cool. And the yeah. monkeys in the kitchen, they're having to use like wires and things <laughs> yeah. to like pull cereal Fling down. Stuff and... around. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like the most fun job? I ever? know. <laughs> and and during the research I saw that there was some of the animators who worked specifically on the elephant crushing yeah. the car heard from audiences after the film came out that there were some who were like, How did they train an elephant to do that? Oh. And hey. to an animator, that's like yeah, Dang. the there best compliment, the best thing you could possibly. Like, they oh, believed it to be real. I thought it was real yeah. for sure when yeah. I was a kid. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ILM had to create two new computer programs specifically for these shots in Jumanji. The first one is called iSculpt, which allowed artists and animators create realistic facial expressions on computer-generated animals. The other allowed for the first time the creation of realistic digital hair. In the audio commentary, many of the special effects crew members talked about how difficult creating CGI hair was. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Hair and fabric and, and water are still difficult like, today. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when Tangled came out, there was mm-hmm. a whole thing about it because hair is so difficult that they actually treated her hair like it was a big piece of fabric because that yeah. was a little bit easier. easier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, especially with how long right, her hair is. Right. Yes. But yeah. that's crazy. Like, think about, you know, they struggled with it in 1995 yeah. or, or before. Mm-hmm. Sure, I understand. Uh-huh. But now. Still now. <laughs> with how much money is it behind CGI, oh, yeah. they still struggle with it. Yeah. That show that goes to show that Jumanji still holds up pretty dang well despite how oh, old it is. Oh heck yeah. yeah. In order to create hair that flowed randomly and yet kept to specific parameters, the team modeled individual hairs on the head of the lion at critical places so that they could get the right shape at a particular spot. They would then pick about forty spots on the head for these critical hairs. The program would then insert the rest of the hairs near and within the areas of the 40 modeled hairs. They called these 40 the control hairs. (laughs) During those years, it could take four to six hours to render just one frame. Good (laughs) lord. Yeah. I'd be like, let's put the lion in less yeah. of the movie. Yeah. We don't, we don't need him to be let's in, get in that, much um, of the movie. We don't need that. Let's get yeah. that animatronic lion back out. <laughs> Do some reshoots. 
They have a I leftover mean, Aslan from the last yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Narnia <laughs> movies, right? We'll yeah. just use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they also use this for the little hair on top of the pelican's head and oh, you know, yeah. other yeah. things like that. I mean, the monkeys technically have some hair too. Mm-hmm. And so they used it for multiple, multiple things, but. Also, I want to mention that remember when he, when Alan gets twirled into Jumanji, that right. that yeah. that beautiful special effect, the stretching of effect, stretching and and swirling in, and and of course they use it at the end. That was actually a special effect that they kind of used. The technology from Twister, which was going to come out as well, uh-huh. they they use the people from there and oh. their effect to make that. Which it's funny because this one has Bonnie Hunt, and that one and has Twister Helen has Helen Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, wow, look at that. But yeah, so they kind of use their connections with Twister yeah. to get that effect. It's a nice so Easter egg. Really yeah. Cool. The fantastic art of rotoscoping was used <laughs> once again. Oh. Rotoscoping. rotoscoping. When the stampede came through the town, the townspeople were rotoscoped in front of the animals running. And the rhino that is the slowest and takes longer to follow the stampede was an accident. Someone had added too many frames to him, but everybody loved it so much that they actually nicknamed him Pokey. <laughs> I I'm so glad. I actually love <laughs> I know. knowing that that was an accident yeah. because uh we always thought that was so <laughs> funny. Yeah. You know, like the stampede yeah. and there's just like this one guy's like wait for me <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Wow, amazing. That's so cute. It fits so well with that like subtle humor of this movie yes. that we mentioned, you know, it's yep. not purposefully funny all the time, yeah. but there are those funny moments, those moments and that is yeah. easily one of the best uh-huh. ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. And they specifically made the music and the sound to like make it oh, sound wow. a little, like a oh little my pokey God. little rhino. Amazing. So, so of course he was kept. <laughs> According to Johnson, the biggest challenge with the CGI in Jumanji was its place and time. Johnson said in an interview, If the film had been made five years earlier, before the groundbreaking CG of Jurassic Park, everything would have been done with animatronics, puppets, and wire, and rod removal. Five years later, everything would have probably been CGI. Yeah, this is that magical (laughs) window in movie history where they were doing it kind of half Mm. and half. They did as much as they could practically, and then they would use CG only when absolutely necessary. And this is... It started with Jurassic Park and then like pretty much it was like the, uh, this yeah. wave of movies <laughs> in the mid 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of stopped at around 2000 mm-hmm. where it was like now it's time for just CG. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it got cheaper mm-hmm. as it went. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cheaper to do CGI versus yeah. how expensive it would be oh to do God. something yeah. that dramatic yeah. practically. Right. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Like doing all of the shots of the T Rex in Jurassic Park, practically, you know, it was it would have been outrageously expensive and difficult. Yeah, yeah. yep. But as it went on, it kind of shifted, yeah. right? Yeah. CG got cheaper and easier, mm-hmm. and then practical stuff got even more expensive. Yeah, practical got more expensive. It probably got harder to find people who could do practical. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
But it's funny because if you fast forward to now, mm-hmm. CG is really the expensive thing mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just the way you. We're, I know are done. we're seeing more practical stuff now yeah. than mm-hmm. we did 10 years ago. Yes. Yeah. When I went to go see Jurassic World Dominion in mm-hmm. the theater, I audibly made a noise <laughs> when I saw that the. That the Giganotosaurus was a practical animatronic, just yes. like the T Rex of the old days, <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> <gasps> "They did it! Look at him! He's beautiful!" <laughs> it, it was it was an amazing moment. Ideally, in a film like this, where you have a blend of the CGI and the practical, they would be working together. You know, trying to make the creature yeah. look the same right, digitally right. and practically. But unfortunately, movie time. Does not really always work out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned that the CGI lion looks a little bit different than yeah. you, the the other one because they're given a model. And <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. But they did say that the pelican was the most similar between the practical I, and the yeah. digital. I thought the pelican was like all digital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Apparently, know that there was practical yeah. pelican. Yeah, yep. I'm a bit of a practical pelican practical myself. Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. For example, when his his foot purposely goes on Jumanji mm-hmm. when when it's <laughs> when Robin Williams goes to grab it or something, yeah. that that was a pra- They made a practical foot, and yeah, yeah so pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Production was at a point where they could not afford to use CGI for everything, so they had to decide which of the creatures would have been the most difficult to do practically. ILM did not want to take on the crocodile because of the interactions with Water and Robin Williams. This scene and others are why the final film has a mix of both. It it reminds me of, again, we talked about Dragonheart Dragonheart and how they couldn't do the scene of him in the mouth. Yeah. Digitally, because they just can't interact with people yet. So it's the same thing here. Makes sense. The spiders and the crocodile were among those chosen to be done as animatronics and puppets, whereas the lion and pelican exist as both practical and CG. Yep. Just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I love the shot of them Mm -hmm. opening the door. Or was it the, the... their the aunt? aunt who opens yeah. the door yeah. to the bedroom, and there's just a lion on the just bed. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Perfect. It's just like perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly what a cat does. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's one just of my bored cat. Yeah, it's one of my favorite moments because she doesn't like freak out. She just Completely. kind of like <gasps> yeah, and yeah, just backs up and then just kind of like shuts, shuts herself yeah. <laughs> in like a closet or something. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of shove around her. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yep. Which they made 13 spiders, by the way. Oh. That's a lot of spiders. Nice. <laughs> that is a lot of Dude, spiders. Creepy spiders. Yes. Too. Like God. Ugh. I didn't like looking at those no. at all. Even no. just like the behind the scenes special the making of stuff. Yeah. Seeing them operate the spiders, I was like, mm-hmm. ugh. I don't, I don't like the thought of a spider feeling heavy. Yeah. And those spiders look they heavy. They look heavy. Yeah. Like, yeah. even if they weren't puppets. Like, <laughs> real life, those spiders would be big and heavy, and that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> the film is dedicated to visual effects supervisor Stephen L. Price, who unfortunately passed away before the film's release. Oh, oh that's sweet. Well, you did a great job. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how was this movie received? 
Jumanji did decently well at the box office with a budget of $65 million. It opened at number one in the U.S., earning $100 million as well as another $162 million overseas. It's a lot of money. Okay, yeah. Yes, it is. It did pretty well. It did. You got Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Hunt, you know. Yeah. The movie has garnered many fans and is loved among all of Robin Williams' roles. Critics, however, are not mega fans of this one. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes has 46 reviews that total only 52%. Boo. The site's consensus is that Jumanji is a feast for the eyes with a somewhat shaky plot. Many critics, when the film first opened, commented on how scary the film may be for children. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Okay. Maybe once or twice, but come on. Yeah. A little fright never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. In in a lot of those interviews, Robin Williams would talk and he would be like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, he's like, okay. You know, if you have a six-year-old that's like, yeah, I've seen Mortal Kombat. Like, that's whatever. Mm. Like, any, you know, any other, just anything that (laughs) normally a six-year-old wouldn't watch or something. Like, he's like, yeah, sure. Like, they're fine. He's like, if you have a six-year-old that's, like, scared of their own shadow, then, yeah, maybe don't. (laughs) Don't Don't take them to see it. It's going to be a kid-to-kid base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't say really at any point does it get really scary. I mean, suspense and being scared mm-hmm. is not really the same thing. I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. maybe sometimes they go hand in hand, but yeah. I would say this movie does a good job of writing that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also feel like kids might not understand because I know adults are like, oh, my gosh, Alan Parrish like went through it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know that kids pick up on that as much you know yeah. maybe yeah. they do a little bit but like because i feel like a lot of the adults were like oh my gosh like yeah. that was unnecessary for him to be put through all that yeah like i remember the part where he sees his parents are dead it was like yeah. oh that sucks that- but it wasn't like yeah the it wasn't as emotional for me as a child long, yeah. as it is yeah. now as an adult you know it's exactly. like even our favorite roger ebert rated the film one and a half out of four stars Oof criticizing its reliance on special effects to convey its story, which he felt was lacking. Uh, disagree see, with you on there, yeah. Roger. Yeah. Good old Roger. Sorry. I disagree, and I disagree with those 46 reviews on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, too, because yeah. as you mentioned, Robin, there is a lot of nuance to this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you may immediately pick up on, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. And I think that it does plenty to say that it, it does not have a lacking plot. I don't think it has a lacking plot, and I definitely don't think that it relies on the special effects. See, yeah. Yeah. because back in 1995, they didn't know what was coming, okay? No. They right. didn't know about the effects boom of <laughs> the late 90s and early 2000s, yeah. okay? Yeah. They yeah. had no idea. Yeah. yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. know the horrors that awaited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they thought they thought it happened now. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like you get to connect with the characters. I mean, even in the beginning, Alan Parrish gets bullied by kids. Yeah. yeah. Something completely relatable. Yes. Something that happens to, you know, a lot of kids, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I felt for them even without all the special yeah. effects. Yeah, about yeah. there's plenty effects. in this. And, and they, they could have done, they, they could have halved the amount of animals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. chaos in the movie and I think it still would have held up and, and mm-hmm. been 
good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what else they were supposed to do. Right. Uh, the board game is it, coming to life. It's, I, an, ad- we, what, it's an adventure. We, board we need game. special effects. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm confused. Why? Why are I people mean, criticizing well, that? Right? They should have filmed on set <laughs> or on site yeah. in, in a jungle. It should have been in a real jungle. There should have been real animals. Oh my god! Yep. The nightmare of it training. Would have taken years to yeah. to make this movie just to get that Find one me shot. Find a real mosquito. <laughs> my contract says that I, I'm gonna be bitten by a. A real mosquito and actually catch malaria? Is that, <laughs> yes. Is well, that? You see, we're worried about the critics saying we're relying too much on special effects. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll sign, All right. so All right. sign yeah. here. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for your cooperation. <laughs> Despite these criticisms, the fan enthusiasm never waned, and eventually the movie got an animated TV show and three sequels. So boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. All four of them received more positive reviews, and the movies brought in large box office earnings. Um, Zathura is the only one that didn't, like, kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the newer ones made buttloads. Oh, my God. And I know a lot of yeah. people actually like the show. I've never seen the animated show. So. Yeah. Jumanji was first released on VHS in 1996, and a restored version was released in 2017 on Blu-ray and 4K UHD to coincide with the premiere of the sequel, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. Mm, I mean, yeah. say what you want about the new ones, but it's nice that they have a, ni- a, a high-quality restored version of the original movie. Yes, yeah. that is that really cool. That you can still get nice. right now. Yes, yep. which I think I might now, yes. now that I know that that exists. Yes. But yeah, I had that VHS. The film garnered a few awards, including Saturn Awards for Best Supporting Actress, Bonnie Hunt, and Best Special Effects. Hobby Owl Award for Outstanding Translated Foreign Film, and the Young Artist Award for Best Family Feature, Action Adventure. All right, time for some fun facts. Yay! The funnest. Yeah, sprinkle in a couple little things. The director, Joe Johnson, created the original design for Boba Fett. Yay! Dude. That's cool. That's super cool. You know you did a good job (laughs) when your character has like nine lines. Yeah. <laughs> and he becomes like one of the most popular so characters in the entire yeah. franchise. Yep. Yeah. You know you did a good job. That's yeah. so great. <laughs> Robin Williams proved to be very popular with the residents of Keene, New Hampshire, where Jumanji was shot. Locals in the city welcomed the star with open arms, and after filming, Williams was actually presented with the keys to the city by the town's mayor in 1994. Aw. Damn. <laughs> that's super cute. It's probably because of all the com- free comedy shows he was doing uh, oh, every yeah. Monday yeah, night. That's true. <laughs> three hours. <laughs> yeah. The city still remembers him very fondly, and upon news of his passing, theaters around the city had screenings of Jumanji to honor him. Additionally, the Paris Shoes sign still remains in its original location, and many fans left flowers and photos of Williams underneath it. Aww. It made me cry. Now I want to go to this town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a picture of it. We'll post it in the blog. Mm-hmm. It's just on the brick, just Aww. painted there, Paris Shoes, and then Aww, they had all the flowers underneath. Awesome. It's really cool that they just didn't touch it. Yeah. It's like that. We're leaving yeah. it. Yep. As a prank, Williams once told fans that the jungle of Jumanji was an island in the Caribbean, saying they should get their tickets early. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to want to go. Yeah. yeah. 
In 2011, Robin Williams recorded an audiobook for the book's 30th edition to coincide with its release. Cool. That's, that's very cool. <gasps> and that is actually to to that. that's yeah. actually available on YouTube. So you can just hey. listen to it because it's just a picture book. Yeah. Aww, it's only yeah. a few minutes. Uh, I want to say it's under 20 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds Heck awesome. Yeah. He does brilliant voices, uh, as you can imagine. Does. Apparently, there was a kid that had watched this movie back when it came out, and he felt so strongly about the ending that he wrote to the producers and was like, hey, you guys um, made a mistake there. You have the gun that Van Pelt it has at the end, and the bullet go Mm -hmm. back with him to Jumanji, even though he purchased them in the real world. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Weird. kid, <laughs> sounds like you're not paying close enough attention. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a mistake. Like, I see, like it, those things getting sucked into the board game sounds yeah. like a mistake, sure. But like, I don't really think they were sucked into the board game. I think that that was just the timeline disappearing. Yeah, and just undoing it. Undoing. Yeah, it was just yeah. undoing everything. Because he said Jumanji, he said the thing before getting shot. So because yes. he said it before he was shot, he therefore it's... was not shot, and yeah. everything went back yeah. to 1969. Yes. Yeah. This whole timeline has has erased. Yeah. It never happened. Exactly. None of this happened. Yep. I mean, the only way you're going to really visually represent the game undoing everything that's happened is to have it yeah. you know, swirl back swirl in. Back. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's being sucked into the jungle the same way that that Alan, Alan was sucked was, in yeah. at the beginning because the game is over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's shutting off. There is it's, no... there. It's resetting. <laughs> right. There isn't necessarily a Jumanji inside the game at all times. Yeah. It only exists when the game is being played. Mm-hmm. And Alan was stuck in that jungle because the game never ended. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. that the game has ended, it's all disappearing. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily get sucked into an, a consistently existing jungle. Yeah, it's just yeah, not, it just doesn't exist anymore. The game's yeah. over. Yeah, but it's interesting that the kid wrote to them. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. felt so he strongly. Felt so... Yeah, it's like Ugh. I gotta say, I have to say something. They yeah. clearly they they, they yeah. I have, I need to help them. They... <laughs> I need to fix Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would do something like that. So, do you guys have any final thoughts on Jumanji before we wrap things up? I mean, Jumanji was really like. It was really one of the first movies that really did hold my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I it's like it was the first time I really felt like the rest of the world fade away. Like I was yeah. so into the movie the first time I watched it. And I remember watching it with my family and nice. my dad was like explaining to me who Robin Williams was Aww. because I was a little kid mm-hmm. and like I remember like the sound of his voice just disappearing because I was watching the movie and mm-hmm. I was so intrigued in what was happening. It was so interesting to me. So yeah, I mean Jumanji, I and it's just, you know, I know a lot of people it's like, oh, it's just like a fun movie that you watch whenever. And it's like, yeah, it is a really fun movie that you yeah, can watch whenever. whenever. That's what's so great about it. Exactly. But also it's it's really special to me because it's like I, you know, it's just, it was so, so rare for me to find yeah. a movie like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. It creates a core memory. Yeah. When you can, mm-hmm. can really imagine yourself being sucked into a movie, unlike sucked into a board game. <laughs> but 
it, it, it is a fantastic movie that really grows upon uh, multiple watches, right? Mm-hmm. You may see it as just a fun movie mm-hmm. that you can watch whenever. Yep. But when you watch it a second time, you pick up on a few other things. Like, yeah. oh, I'm starting to feel some more of the emotion from mm-hmm. Alan as a kid or, or him as an adult. Like, like you said, Robin, watching it now as an adult, your perspective is different. You mm-hmm. feel the, the emotions much more strongly in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fantastic to be able to experience a movie in multiple ways like that. And it's, it's great that it pulls that off mm-hmm. with such a wonderful framing Right, the the idea of this board game coming to life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is iconic it's, at this point. It's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's and it's so cool. Like you're watching the movie and you're like, God, this sucks. You know, yeah, what yeah. they're going through yeah. sucks. But also, I kind of want to go through this. Like, like yeah. it does. I kind of want the game. It like, does kind do of it. look fun. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's like if you know that you can finish the game, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll all mm-hmm. go back to normal at the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of so like, why not? Actually, it doesn't okay. sound. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're watching it, it's like this is yeah. kind of my dream. Yep. But it's also a nightmare. And I think it was so you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. It's the just the epitome it's, of be careful for of what you wish for. Yeah. It's that perfect line between fun and terror. Yeah. yeah. Which is where yeah. everyone rides, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a roller coaster. Yeah. It's that exact it's that blade's edge of horrifying and fun. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I've I can't balance on that blade, yeah. so I don't yeah. ride roller coasters. But I'll watch Jumanji <laughs> anytime. Apparently another fun fact really quick though. Yeah. The board game props Okay. The actual like ones yeah. used in the movie go for like thousands of dollars. Oh, I believe right now. it. Wow. I believe it. Because it's incredible. I mean, they're so super intricate. cool looking. Yes. Yeah. Don't you yeah. want it so oh, bad? I do. I want it so bad. The, I, I watched somebody make their own version of ooh, it. Oh, nice. It's like, oh my gosh. The, the, the real one that you can buy now just, ooh. Yeah. It's cool that you can actually play it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, without the stampeding rhinos and such, but <laughs> if they ever make a new version of the game, they need to have a screen in the middle. I don't care uh, if it eats through batteries, yep. but a screen, screen in the middle that will read yep, the stuff out like it. that. Yeah. Yes. Because the just drawing cards, meh. Also, 100% need magnets in the board to yes. move your pieces yeah. for you. Yes. Definitely. Oh my gosh. So yes. hit us up, toy makers. <laughs> yes. I don't know please. who's got the license to make Do the it. game. Hasbro, Mattel, yeah. one of you guys. Yeah. Hit us up. Man, this is one of those movies that I was not allowed to watch as a kid. Shocker. I know. I know you're (laughs) super surprised. (laughs) But I do remember it being on TV a lot. And I think the one scene that I saw the most was when Alan Parrish finds the board game. Oh, in the beginning. In the the construction site. Yeah, at the construction site. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, I got to see it when a yeah, you know, a little bit older, right? Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. And I think it's it's really brilliant too that they had this where the father also plays yeah the That's right. Van Pelt yes. yeah John- Jonathan Hyde who played both of those characters mm-hmm. just like it's an interesting really... little thing yeah yeah because yeah. it's I mean because it, it's his dad it, yeah, yeah. It's the, that's like the fear that he's overcoming right it's yep. it's kind of the game in a way teaching that or yeah kind of and it's helping like, him through it's showing how the game changes you know it's yeah. like mm-hmm. if somebody else was the player one essentially yeah. of the game yeah. 
you know, or if somebody else was stuck in the jungle, it wouldn't have been Van Pelt. It would have been Van Pelt, but it would have looked Different like somebody person. else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. it's just that showing that. As a little detail I think is funny is that the character Sarah, she didn't want to play the game at all any time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she got tricked into rolling the dice both times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jumanji is a nonstop thrill ride that might not literally suck you in, but it certainly will hold your attention. It's simultaneously the coolest thing any child could imagine and one of the most terrifying. Even after watching the grueling trials faced by Alan Parrish and the other players, many of us still would be tempted to play the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. 100%. If I found Jumanji, I don't know. I'd, ha- I'd have to play <laughs> it. Like I'd have to. Yeah. Just, yeah. Jumanji is a perfect storm of incredible acting, a fascinating story, groundbreaking visual effects, and an unbelievably charming score. The film never shies away from being strange and surreal with its elements of humor and emotional depth. By the end of the game, audiences have fallen in love with the characters and embraced the ever-so-wonderful concept of being in control of our own fate. Yeah, finally, at the end, it's like they are able to put everything back. Mm-hmm. Yep. The moment Robin Williams calls out Jumanji is one of those incredible movie moments that stays with us forever. Yeah. Any last oh, words? Yeah. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> so go spend some time in Jumanji. Be careful, though. It's a movie you should only start if you intend to finish. Mm. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yes. Wow. Look at that. That's going to do it. That's going to be a case closed. Woo! Yay! Oh, feeling solid. <laughs> but before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. Joel, John, Jacob, Jacqueline, JD, Anthony, Shelley, Linda, Bob, Jaron, and Brad. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you all so you. very much. You mean the world to us. We hope you enjoyed this extended episode. Yes. Yes. You can now buy us a popcorn at buymeacoffee.com slash blackcasediary. Thank you to all who support us, whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. All right. Yes. Yes. And we want to tell you a very special thing. You can now go check out the new and improved (gasps) fantastical 2.0 version of (gasps) blackcasediaries.com. Yay! It's new. It looks different. Yes. Go look at it. Go check it out. There's a search bar. Woo. Search yes. for what you want to hear about. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to scroll through an endless mm-hmm. page of episodes. You can now go right to where you want to go based yes. on key terms. Yeah. It's fantastic. It, it looks great, and it functions very simply. It's, yes. it's a lot cleaner, sleeker, and nicer for you guys. Yes. So we're, go check it out. We're very excited that you can see it. So yes. please check oh. it out. Live right now. Yes. yes. Go Woo-hoo. check it out. <laughs> so thank you all so very much don't forget our other show no small parts mm. might be coming sooner than you think coming yeah. around the mountain when it, it comes yee-haw <laughs> <laughs> oh yes Public domain, I think. <laughs> oh that we'll certainly oh, yeah. <laughs> certainly that's all the mouth now <laughs> thank you everyone for listening we will see you next time bye, bye.
Any last words? Jumanji. Jumanji.